welcome to the Florida Travel Podcast, episode 51, about visiting farms in Florida. The Florida Travel Podcast is a podcast to help Florida residents and visitors get more out of the Sunshine State. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. And this week's episode is brought to you by RV Share. If you're looking to add some adventure into your life, but don't have an RV or a travel trailer, look at RV Share. They take the worry away with pickup and drop off. And whether you're looking for destination camping or some peace and serenity in the great outdoors, hassle-free adventure awaits with RV Share. Visit floridatravelpod.com slash RV Share for our top RV rental picks in Florida to begin your camping adventure. Christina, are you ready? Um, I might need one more sip of coffee. Okay. (laughs) It's a good thing you've got some with you. But speaking of coffee, you have something for your Florida tip of the week. I planned that. I know you did. (laughs) Nice, nice uh, lead in there. Thank you. Uh, See, I am thinking this morning. Oh, yay. There you go. So uh, everywhere you go and you're traveling through city. Okay. This doesn't work if you're not in cities or rural small towns, but You can find free Wi-Fi at libraries, Starbucks, cafes. So when you're traveling and you're like, hey, I need to like, I need to look some stuff up. Go find one of those places to sit down, get some free Wi-Fi and figure out what your plans are. A lot of the smaller communities, excuse me, are also doing the the citywide Wi-Fi. Right. Like like you pull up your Wi-Fi and it says such and such free Wi-Fi or, you know, unlocked. Make sure you look for the... No, no lock symbol. We obviously work from the road all the time. <laughs> yes. So that's kind of our job is to travel and work. But if you are working or even just need a few minutes with a, you know, movie break for the kids, find the places with Wi-Fi. Yep. And libraries are fantastic because although you might not be able to check out a book because you don't live there, you can at least read some books while the kids are. <laughs> while or the kids- magazines or newspapers. They have newspapers. Still, they do. Right? And okay. yeah, they have the mag. You can't check out any of those things, but you can you can read them there. Right. Libraries are free to enter, free to visit. And some of the libraries can be really beautiful, too. Yes, they can. Some of those big city old libraries with great architecture. All right. So, Tanya, I have one more tip for you. Yes. Give it to me. Don't forget your sunscreen. OK. You're welcome. I'll do my best. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Always. I have put some on this morning, even though it's raining and very cold. Oh, you did? I did. On my face. Because we're sitting inside. Actually, it's because it's really cold out and my face is dry. <laughs> okay, Christina, when you suggested this episode to me and talking about farms, you said the word, you pick it. Your, and I'm like, your what reaction you was fantastic. Pick <laughs> you pick it. What is a you pick Actually, it? what I said was you pick it. You, oh, yeah, you pick it. So I I'm, said, we need to do an episode on you pick it. And you said, what's a you pick it? <laughs> I think it's because you smushed all the words together. <laughs> I did not know that it was you, a you mm-hmm. pick it. Yes. <laughs> so tell me what a you pick it is or you pick it. So farms out there often will allow people to come onto their properties and they can go pick um, vegetables, fruits, in some cases, trees right off of the property and you purchase whatever you pick. So for instance, we happen to have a lot of blueberry farms here in central Florida. So you can go to the blueberry farm, you go out with a bucket, you go through all the, they'll always tell you which fields to go in that have the best fruits at the moment. And you can pick what you want, put it in the bucket, you bring it back, you weigh it, you buy it, you take it home. It's a fantastic way to get out into 
the your area, your rural area, and get into the farms and the culture of what they do and participate a little bit. It's called You Pick It because you're picking it. Um, <laughs> you can cut down the trees. It's still called a You Pick It, but you cut down Christmas trees. Um, but this is a type of enterprise that's um, basically it's a business for them where they can make money off of the fruits and bring people onto the property and educate a little bit. Absolutely. So I'm going to even go further with that and talk about agritourism. Have you heard the word agritourism before? I have, but only because of you. (laughs) I didn't know, just like you didn't know you pickets. (laughs) I mean, I knew you pickets. I just didn't know it the way you said it. Agritourism. I can guess what it is from the roots of the word, but you can go ahead. Okay. Agritourism is agriculture tourism. And it is, it's sort of along the same line. So you talked about those blueberry fields where you can go and you pick your own blueberries. We've gone to blueberry fields where they have entertainment and they have things to buy and they have barbecue and blueberries or live music. So agritourism is sort of combining the best of visiting a farm and getting an experience or a tour out of it. And you can do even more with just agritourism. You talked about picking plants and picking fruits and vegetables. Did we talk about vegetables? We didn't I talk did. About I did say vegetables. And, yeah. Okay. Pumpkins. They they can do them at certain times of the year too. So like pumpkin festivals. Yes. For and, Halloween and, and fall festivals. So I found a website called Visit Florida Farms. So it's visitfloridafarms.com. And this is kind of that culmination of where you can find places to pick, but also further agritourism adventures, adventures like event venues, farms and ranches, crop mazes, orchards, vineyards and distilleries. We yeah. like those, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely top on the list. But education opportunities, they have such a great website. It's all broken down into these different types of venues. So if you're looking for you picks near you, you go to visitfloridafarms.com and you can choose the you picks or you can choose crop mazes. When I say crop mazes, what do you think of? The corn maze, Long and Scott. <laughs> exactly. Long and Scott corn mazes. There are other ones too. I meant I have one further down yeah. that we'll talk about. Uh, but it's such a it was such a great find, such a great website. But event venues, mm-hmm. thinking about getting married or having a graduation party or uh, some other special event at these farms. I know there's a place not too far from us that is doing sort of a farm to table dining event. Yes, that's a the great one farm to table because then they're they're it, the cool part is, is they're using their own grown things. So it's their business. They've turned it into something beyond just come out, grab a bucket of, you know, how they used to sell them on the, the farm stands on the side of the road. But now it's so far beyond that. And there's so much more to offer than that. And they really took advantage of that. And now there's festivals, events, and everybody benefits from those things. Exactly. It's such a great way to support your local farms because we don't eat without them, but they have a hard time sometimes making enough money to be sustainable. That's funny. I'm willing to spend more if I've gone out and picked it 
then I am going to the grocery store and getting the little plastic container that came from South America. I kid you not. I have walked away from a blueberry farm spending at least $50. Same. Yeah. And further down here. probably not including the food that I ate. Right. Because they had all their, the stuff set up. People made, they they have their blueberry pies and their extra desserts and things and then ice creams. And, but further down here, we're going to talk about what happens when you spend $50 on on blueberries. Okay. (laughs) Um, So the other website that I found is also, so fresh from Florida, you may have seen if you live here in Florida, you may have seen their ads fresh from Florida basically designates any product that has been grown in Florida. So you may go to the store to buy green beans and you'll see the fresh from Florida signs listed next to what the items are. They also have a website and they have an agritourism app. Which I thought was really cool. So if you, it shows all of the different types of agritourism, you can filter it out by season or by type of agritourism. Their website is followfreshfromflorida.com slash agritourism. So I have on here Harvest Host. I saw that. Now, technically I am a member of Harvest Host, but I have not utilized it yet um, for several reasons. But Harvest Hosts offers campers a place to stay on their property at no cost the downside is it's boondocking for most cases it's boondocking and a lot of times they don't let you use a generator and that for us is a little challenging there's a lot of challenges to boondocking for us but if you can boondock which means camping without any hookups water electric sewer if you can do that then you can do harvest hosts so you and can a go. A lot to, of these are just for one night, anyway, right? Yeah, it's one night, and and sometimes they it it specifies in your membership. You, if you want to stay more than one night, you can ask, and some of them will just allow it because they've got the space for it. But you can go to these farms, and they have. Um, say a market on their farm where they sell some of their products. So what Harvest Host asks you to do if you stay there is to purchase one of their products, which let me just tell you, I've been looking at some of these farms on there. There's so many great products. You're going to walk away with more than one thing. You can do that at uh, distilleries and um, vineyards across the country as well. There's There's lots of different options that go beyond the farms as well. I just brought up the farms because that's what we're talking about. I like it. I like it. So you listed a couple of places... Um, as to where we can do some of where are some of our favorite visit farms I know the central Florida region seems to have a lot of these events and farms that have all kinds of things so we're going to talk about those but I think maybe we're in a prime growing area definitely between here down through like Tampa through the Tampa area is where you find when you look on a map that's the majority of the concentration of these places but I know that there's others too. And so when you see some of these signs along the side of the road that says, you pick your own blueberries, you pick your own strawberries, make a note, look them up. They may have events like the first place you're going to talk about. Yes. Lake Catherine here in central Florida, where right in the area that we live, they have events all the time. They try to be year round agritourism because they can't just survive off of blueberries. Correct. Yeah. I mean, they, I could survive off of blueberries. I could survive off of just eating blueberries. <laughs> I know. Right. And, and they, they have bands come in. Um, they have now blueberry season is actually quite short. And it's, it's coming up. Too. Yes, it is coming up. It's like April to May. It's just the two months of good 
you know, blueberry picking. But yet if you go to Lake Catherine's website, they have a picture of a Christmas scene going on here. It's quite funny, but (laughs) (laughs) um, they have events at Halloween. They have events at Christmas. They have year round things. And then almost monthly, they bring in people to come play. So bands and they'll have uh, they have food and drinks there. They have a bar there. I've done yoga there before. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So morning yoga, you go and, and they have this little pavilion. Yes. I guess. Yeah, they have an area. Yeah, a covered area and you can they do yoga there. Um they, they do Halloween events. They too. do. That's what I yeah, I said fall, but yes. Oh. <laughs> um but always a live music lineup going on and um they even have food trucks come out sometimes. They do. And I that's where I've done the blues and blueberries event i think it could have been there uh barbecue and blueberries every type of food and blueberries mm-hmm. is definitely something and you so you have in here blueberry season as being like mid-march to late may yeah it depends on the it depends on the farm when they open up and how well the winter treated them that's true so that's why it says mid-march because sometimes they'll get in there early but right now we're having a particularly cold winter and it might affect them there's been some freezes and that sometimes makes it a little bit later for them and and that's actually okay for blueberries because they do grow blueberries in places mm -hmm. like michigan and maine so you know it gets a little bit more cold up there yeah i just know it affects how long it takes theirs to ripen that's right so lakecatherineblueberries.com is definitely one to check out this episode airs early february Mm -hmm. so start looking because you'll start seeing these places all over the place Mm -hmm. so that's that leads us into another Southern Hill is also a blueberry farm, but they also do um, sunflowers and strawberries. Yes, they have strawberries. Um, Should be soon. So strawberries are, everyone knows what a sunflower is, but did you know that strawberries sort of grow, um, they grow, they do grow hydroponically, but they kind of grow on the ground in like a vine sort of thing. Yes, I did know that. And actually there is a hydroponic farm. I think I found where you can also do you pick. So. There used to be one right behind my subdivision where I live. Um, it's not there anymore, but boy, they had the best. They had a whole huge farm of uh, strawberries, hydroponic strawberries in the, in the pot, strawberries. They had all kinds. So that's another option is to find a place that does hydroponics because a lot of times they do um, educational things. So they brought us in one day just me and my kids and like <laughs> tortoise around the whole place they they want to share this stuff they want to teach you about it so you can ask you know do you have any education programs and see what they've got because you can do um uh, blah, blah, blah. Field trips. <laughs> field trips. Yeah. With the kids, homeschool trips, yeah. field trips. Yeah. So I went to Southern Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, their farm right now in season is strawberries and sunflowers as of this recording, which is, you know, end of January. So by the time this comes out, uh, we'll start seeing zinnias and blueberries in March, peaches in April, and they do pumpkins in September. And they're another place that they have a huge event venue where you they host live music and food trucks. Look at the bottom of their seasonal list right here, Tanya. Look. Um, yeah, those. And they do no, um, the uh, Florida and <laughs> agritourism. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I was looking at the pictures, though, too. They also let uh, photographers come out and schedule photography sessions amongst the sunflowers. And that sometimes is that can vary just depending on the amount of sunflowers, whether they're in season, 
uh, what it looks like, but they have Zinnias a kid zone. Too. Yeah, they have a kid zone as well. So they have a playground. This is an all around tourism type of place to go. And I see people from all over posting pictures about Southern Hill. I'm like, oh, that's right in our backyard. It is. Now, um, I'm going to skip ahead, though. Oh, I know you wanted to talk about that place, but you talked about hydroponics. So I just want to highlight the place that I did find that was hydroponics since we're talking, uh, talking about that Beckemeyer hydroponic strawberries in Winter Garden. Now, they have a Facebook page. uh, I'll link to it. But again, it is one of those hydroponic type of farms. I does everyone do you I I know what hydroponics are but in case you don't know what they are it's just those towers that are fed by water right Mm -hmm. and they've done hydroponics in our yard for a long time so it is yeah it is perfect for strawberries because they do they have that vine like um, plant so go ahead and continue (laughs) to the next place okay so uh where was I not there we go. Number six. So at Christmas time, have you ever gone and cut down a live tree? I have not because I have an artificial tree. So we've we've done the live tree cut down. I used to do it when I was growing up. My dad always used to like to bring us to this particular place, Urgol Tree Farm. Oh. So you can go there to cut down your own Christmas tree. Um, it's, let's see, I think this is Brooksville. Um Hold on. I got to go edit. Yeah, Dade City. Okay. okay. So not far from Brooksville. Um, Dade City area. You go up there and you basically take a little um, saw and you cut down your tree. They package it up in, in wrap and you you head home with your own tree that you cut down. Um, it looks like they have trees at other times of the year too. Like it says Leyland Cypress trees. Um which are not quite a Christmas tree. So I'm assuming that, that you can cut those down at other times. I think it's an evergreen. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine cutting down a cypress tree? That seems <laughs> that seems really large. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I suppose they're smaller when you're cutting them down, but... Yeah, economical privacy border tree. Nice. Yeah. Oh, okay, perfect. But if you want to make something really fun to do at Christmas time, go to a Christmas tree farm and cut down a Christmas tree. I love it. You have to be, like, pay attention to the area you're in, because I don't know that they have Christmas trees in South Florida. Just make sure... Do you have to bring your own saw? Oh, let's see. I mean, I we're not, not going to oh, Griswold this and pull it out of the no, ground no, no, with the roots no, and everything, no. right? Um, the experiences that I've had, they have the saws there. Okay. So like they have multiple. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. They and and they have landscaping trees, too, for like, like I said, privacy borders and stuff or where you're where you're creating a, you know, front entry for a subdivision or a front entry on a gated community or something like that. I think that's really neat because we don't think of that as something you can do in Florida is cut down your own Christmas tree. It feels very wintry, Yeah, it feels wintry, which we've done up up north in the winter, but it's it's really kind of cool and it gives you a little bit more Christmassy experience here in our very warm state of Florida. Another Central Florida one you found is in Umatilla. Mm -hmm. What did you find there? Graham Farms. So... Graham Farms is, let's see, I got to open them up because now I, oh yeah, you pick fruits and flowers. It has um, a venue where you can host events. But if you look here, the very first thing on their page in February, the 5th, the 12th, and the 13th. Now this airs on the 8th, so we missed that first one. But the 12th and the 13th is the Peach Blossom Festival. Peach Blossoms. I never even thought about the fact that, yes, obviously it's a tree. You have orange blossoms, you have cherry blossoms. 
peach blossom. Yep. How fun. Yeah. And you can pick, obviously, but they have you pick for the peaches. Then they have you pick uh, flowers. This also has photo opportunities and they have a venue there. So if you want to do, you know, now this says peach picking season is April through May. That makes sense. I mean, if the flowers are coming out in February, then the peaches would be ready. Yeah, because the flower is the indicator that the fruit is coming. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So if you go to the Peach Blossom Festival. Oh, and look, they have a little picture of them having a tea. That must have been one of the photo opportunities. What a great photo Such opportunity. A cute, cute picture. So um, if you if you go to the Peach Blossom event, uh, Festival, then you can make sure to go back. And, and so you'd have to do peaches one weekend. And blueberries the next. <laughs> yes. Oh, I like it. Okay. Good plan. <laughs> Christina, how do you go about making all your campground reservations? Well, I used to have to go and like search a location and campgrounds in this area and sort of filter through and go campground to campground. But that sounds really time consuming. <laughs> it wasn't. It was, it was like you have to go place to place. So it's website to website. And then I found, I found camp spot. Oh, Camp Spot. I love Camp Spot. Yeah, Camp Spot basically filters everything out that you want in a campground and gives you all of your options right there. It's kind of like a booking engine just for campgrounds, right? Right, exactly. They communicate directly with the campground. There's no need to call. I imagine you had to call campgrounds too. A lot past. of a lot of them do. They don't they don't offer you anything online. So in this place, you can pick the place. It's an instant book. And, and they guarantee you're always going to get the best price. Yeah, it filters everything out for you and it also finds you the best price. Plus, you can find campgrounds that are big, small, RV parks, glamping, and more. You can visit floridatravelpod.com slash campspot to learn our favorite locations. <laughs> the next, we did talk about corn mazes a few minutes ago and there is one in the central Florida area. So if you think of like, Zellwood corn. Um, Zellwood is a very popular uh, place for Florida corn. Uh, I found Connor's Corn Maze and they are fifth generation farmers in Nassau County. And they started, they only started the corn maze um, maybe about 10, 15 years ago, but they've been farming for that long. It's 125 acres. They're open in October. What I thought was really cool was they had at the end of the season, they do something called Praise in the Maze Festival with live music and worship. So I have to um, point out that this says Nassau County. That's in South Florida, right? Isn't it? Sure. I think Nassau County, <laughs> which is just funny. Geography just, lesson. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up right now because I feel like, you know, we, we talked about in the beginning that it's Central Florida is a prime location for this kind of stuff. But really, um, you can find these farms in, oh, that said New York. It is not New York. Nassau, Nassau County, County Florida. is actually Jacksonville. Oh, dang. Okay. Well, Opposite direction. <laughs> it's North Florida, so it's still not Central Florida. <laughs> yes. So since we're talking about farms, we have a little bit of agriculture going on outside of the window right now. <laughs> agriculture. I, don't know. I mean, you know, a little bit of trimming of trees and grasses that needs to happen. So if you hear a little background noise, you know, yard maintenance never stops, right? Right. But you did mention, let's go South Florida. Yeah. Let's go to Miami. Yeah, the Berry Farm in Miami. This this place looks really cool because it's set up specifically to do to do this, to come visit and hang out. And it's not just a farm. It actually has other stuff there and tours. 
Oh, that's how great is that? So they even have I like this. They even have sister farms. Yep, they have sister farms listed there. Um, and this is a place where you it's it's a whole event. You go in, you buy tickets, you take a tour. Um, let's see. They that's have perfect for agriculture, though, too. I mean, or agritourism, like we said, it's I'm sh- imagine a tour at least gives you the background how we do it what we do what we need to do what really is i mean some of the things i've learned on agritourism types of tours is what equates organic and how a lot of farmers still use that sustainability in those organic practices just aren't certified organic I think you can learn a lot from those. This place particularly has sunflowers, which go year round. They have strawberries, which strawberries, I mean, technically they're their best in like late January, early February, but they start in December. Um, And and berries, I think they have more than just strawberries. They're they're a berry farm, but they have strawberries um, and and, uh, sunflowers. Sorry. We haven't talked about any dairy farms. I don't know if we have a whole lot of dairy farms or um, livestock farms. Like go milk a cow kind of farm? Go milk a cow, exactly. I think those, we are talking a lot about fruits and vegetables, but you can also, through the Fresh from Florida or the Florida, um, visit Florida farms, you might be able to find a dairy that you can visit. I think those are really fascinating to learn about how they take care of the cows, what needs to happen to get the milk. And I mean, the dairy farms I visited, I always get a little bit of ice cream too. Um, I wanted to point out too, don't forget to search festivals at these places. Um, They will have things like barbecue festivals where they have competitions and they'll have harvest nights. They'll have, um, one of them has a beer bat. This one, this, the, the berry farms has a beer bash. Well, let's jump ahead for a second and talk about a really big festival that's coming up in March yep. in Plant City. Can now, you see, imagine why it's called Plant City? I didn't mention this one because I thought we would talk about it on our festivals. Well, we can absolutely do that. But this is a little preview. The Strawberry Festival happens in Plant City. It is a big to do. This is like going to the Florida State Fair and you can find strawberries, obviously, everywhere. Everything the strawberry that you festival. can imagine gets made with a strawberry is at the strawberry festival. This was a staple of my growing up years. I love their water tower even is painted to look like, like a, a strawberry. strawberry. Yep. I grew up with the strawberry festival. We did all every year. There was high schools in my area that their main fundraisers that funded everything in their high school for the whole year was at the strawberry oh festival. You, that's amazing. Yeah, it is. it's so big and they have big name people come through and sing, you know, doing concerts and stuff. It's, it's fantastic. And, and of course, rides and carnival stuff and all the strawberry shortcake. You can all eat. the straw and they have the best strawberries. Uh, you never <laughs> taste a juicier, sweeter strawberry than at the strawberry festival. But look around plant city too, for where you can, you pick strawberries. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead. You, you go with your next You're place. Skipping on me I know, again. I'm sorry. It's You're just giving me agita. naturally how the conversation works, and you said the word festival. So. I also said strawberries. <laughs> All right, so now we have something a little different, and we've talked about this before. Showcase of Citrus is here in Claremont. So, it, Showcase of Citrus is such a fantastic old Florida place. I just, I absolutely love this place. But you can go there to pick oranges and citrus. 
I would hope so, since it's called Showcase of Citrus. Oh, you know, and honestly, I, there, I didn't notice lemons or anything like that or grapefruits. I know they're there, but I, it, their, um, their orange crops are acres and acres and acres, like hundreds of acres of oranges, and you can go in and pick and buy from them. And they also, of course, have their giant monster truck that goes, it's a swamp truck that goes through and you can take a tour of that. And it's a, it's like 45 minute tour on this big swamp truck. It goes through the water. It's fantastic. It's amazing how you see this roadside attraction and it looks completely cheesy, definitely yeah. roadside old Florida, but that it goes so far into the fields where, it, I mean, they are actually a citrus farm. They have events there. They have a little country store with their they're they're like homemade wine <laughs> their wines yeah. Made, yeah i can't think of a, a better it's not moonshine but. no 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 it's wines um that they've that they had made um and they have a playground there and they did i mention festivals they have ice cream and and food is there it's a fantastic I mean, you could make a whole afternoon of being there, especially it's, with that 45 minute swamp buggy tour. It's not far from Disney. So if you're down here visiting the theme parks, to, you know, do a little off road adventure at Showcase of it's Citrus. It's so fun. I can't recommend it enough. And this is the second or maybe even third time we've talked about it. Exactly. Further north up the road from Showcase of Citrus and another place we've talked about a lot is Lake Ridge Winery. It is a working um, vineyard and they have 80 acres of vineyards. They have hybrid and native muscadine grapes. You're not going out there and picking the grapes. However, you can find that once a year they do have a grape stomping. I've done it. I've done it too. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go and stomp some grapes and they do events year round as well. You can have, you know, overlooking the winery. They, they have pretty food much trucks and live music. Almost weekend. Every single weekend they have something going on there. I drive past there and I'm like, oh, there's another arts and crafts show. There's a jazz festival. There's all kinds of stuff up there and you can get all of their best wines, take a tour, wine tasting tour. So Finish this up. Okay. Um, I'm lost now because... <laughs> Finished oh. at the end. <laughs> oh, canning and freezing and preserving is the thing that you do when you walk away with 20 pounds of blueberries. Okay. Or 40 in my case. Oh, Tanya. <laughs> okay. So um, canning, freezing, and preserving. There, I, I'm putting a link in here of some uh, things that you can do to to do that properly. That is not necessarily like a, oh, I'm just going to toss them in a jar and stick them on a shelf. You got to do no. some stuff first. But if you're going to go to those farms, don't be afraid to pick. 40 pounds of blueberries. Exactly. I mean, I am stocked year round with blueberries because I picked that many and I know how to freeze them. Now, Tanya, what can you do with a blueberry beyond eating it fresh out of the jar, out of the container? Pancakes, muffins, mm. cobbler, um, You can do sauce. preserving it and turn it into jellies, so, yeah, jams, exactly. strawberries. I don't do blueberry or, jelly, though. No, but you can, can do, do that, that with, with strawberries. strawberries. And yeah, I mean, and, and there's the freezing aspect of it because then you can take it and put it in a smoothie or whatever. So don't don't be afraid to go picking and pick tons of stuff so that you can freeze it or preserve it or can it. All right, Christina, where are the three places you're going to go? I, I hate adding Plant City to the top of that list, but that place is just so much fun and it is coming up on that time. It's on mine too. The um, corn mazes are a blast. I, you can spend all afternoon getting lost, especially in like the, the, the big, huge corn mazes. Agreed. Right. And um, I do want to go on a harvest host trip if I can figure out a way for us to stay overnight. Just go one night when you don't need a whole lot of heat or a lot of AC. Right. AC. That's so, you know. <laughs> 
So now maybe might be a good time. I agree. I want to go check out that hydroponic strawberries in Winter Garden and definitely that visit the Berry Farm in Miami. And of course, you know, the winery sounds like a good place. Winery is always a good place. Now it's time for our featured Florida product of the week. Each week we share our favorite Florida products from small businesses throughout the state. This week we're featuring a Florida product called the Florida Outdoor Mat Company. I met this lady at the Florida RV Super Show in Tampa this past weekend and she makes these hand weaved mats. They're heavy duty outdoor mats which are made from nautical rope. She sits there by herself makes them you know by hand. She's she actually sits there. She's the sweetest little lady and it's the same rope that the lobster men use in Maine to catch lobster. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. The mats will not rot or mold or mildew. They last 10 to 20 years. And people have used this mats for entryways into the home, at the pool, in cars, outdoor showers. And they're great for camping. Uh, she's a sweet little lady. I really enjoyed my conversation with her. She knows her business, but she's old fashioned. So she has email or you can phone her up and tell her what colors you want. Nice. <laughs> we'll have to add that to our show notes. So stay tuned to the end to find out where we're going next week. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Florida Travel Pod or FloridaTravelPod.com where we're sharing our most recent travels and anything that we've been up to lately. Like I had some stuff up there about the RV Super Show. Um, anything that you've experienced that we haven't talked about, let us know with, with an email or a comment. Share your favorite tips or ideas. And you can reach out to us on email at hello at FloridaTravelPod.com. You can support the Florida Travel Pod by following us or leaving us a review on your favorite podcast player. This really does help others discover our content. And if you enjoy our content, you can consider supporting us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Florida Travel Pod. We're going to give you shout outs, postcards, stickers, and more. And if you support us, it allows us to dedicate even more time to the research for, for finding the best content from the Sunshine State. Hey, next week, we're going to talk about what you can do with all that food. Go to some foodie towns. Foodie towns. <laughs> all that food that we just talked about, all those things we've picked. Now we're going to go to the restaurants and the towns that make it. But that's it for this week. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. Stay sunny, everyone. <laughs>